Principal Matters Podcast, episode 330. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about how to grow your people with my special guests, Mary Beth Bowling and Amy Nall. Mary Beth Bowling is the superintendent of schools for the Archdiocese of Louisville. She's been in that role since July 1 of 2021 after serving as an assistant soup for seven years. Dr. Bowling has served in the Archdiocese of Louisville her entire career, serving in the role of elementary principal for 20 five years. She attended college at the University of Louisville, where she received a bachelor's degree in elementary ed, a master's degree in early childhood, and her administrative endorsement. She completed her doctorate in leadership education at Spalding University in 2004 and was honored as the National Catholic Education Association Principal of the Year for Region 12 in 2005. In 2020, she received the NCEA 2020 Lead, Learn, Proclaim Award, which recognizes leadership and excellence in Catholic education. And she currently serves on the board of the Catholic Education Foundation at Spalding University Board of Trustees. My second guest this week is Amy Nall, who serves as the Assistant Superintendent of Schools for the Archdiocese of Louisville, and she has been a Catholic school educator and administrator for 35 years. Amy, you're so young. She began her <laughs> career as a high school English teacher in 1987 and moved into admin in 2004 when she became an assistant principal at Sacred Heart Academy, an all-girls Catholic school in Louisville. She served in that role until 2020 when she transitioned to interim principal during the year of the pandemic and moved into her current role in 2021. She has an undergraduate degree in English ed and journalism from Ball State University, a master's in English and teaching from the University of Louisville, and an educational specialist degree from the University of Louisville. She's been married for 35 years, and she and her husband live in Louisville and have three adult children and one grandchild. And she is grateful for the sacrifices her parents made to ensure she received a Catholic education. And she wholeheartedly believes in the value of community, particularly in the importance of Catholic school community. I'm so excited to have you both in this room, Mary Beth Bowling and Amy Nall. Welcome to Thank Principal you. Matters Thank Podcast. You, I usually ask my guests to fill in the gaps on those introductions and tell us <laughs> something else listeners would be surprised to know about you. So Mary Beth, anything else listeners would be surprised to know about you? The thing that most people are surprised to know is that um, I played basketball and volleyball um, and at, at the college level, both at Bellarmine and, and the University of Louisville. Um, and I guess if I had to capture my um, expertise in basketball, it would have been, had they had it, the three-point shot back in the day. So. Mm -hmm. That's why you're so fiercely competitive, Dr. Mary Beth Bowling. <laughs> I, so I know the secret. Amy, now what's something that would surprise listeners to know about you? Oh, gosh. I was hoping you would just pass right over me on that. I don't think there are any surprises. I mean, really, what you see is what you get with me. I don't have any great past uh, stories. I'm the youngest of seven. Uh, I like to just tap that word youngest now that I'm a grandmother. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty extraordinary. I'm the fourth of six, Amy. So I know what it's like to be in a big family. There's never, ever a dull moment. Well, let me set the stage for Principal Matters listeners, because this week's topic is how to grow your people with Mary Beth Bowling and Amy Nall. And I'm going to set a little history here myself, ladies. And that is that 
years ago when I started this podcast, mm -hmm. I knew that there were people listening to this podcast who were practicing principals, aspiring leaders, veteran leaders. What I didn't know is that Dr. Mary Beth Bowling was listening and <laughs> we were becoming friends virtually through that context until she reached out to me and we began to form a real friendship. And over the years, I have been able to partner with the Archdiocese of Louisville with some first some in-person training and later virtual training. And we'll talk more about what that's looked like since we've been partnering together. But a few weeks ago, I was finishing some training with some of your leaders. And afterwards, Amy Nall, who helps facilitate that learning, she and I were talking about some of the feedback from folks in that room. And then we just kind of had an aha moment. Why aren't we sharing this with Principal Matters mm -hmm. listeners? And so I reached out to Mary Beth, who had initiated bringing me to Louisville. And the three of us today just want to talk about what I have so admired about your leadership, which is your commitment to grow your people. Mm -hmm. And so before we go there first, I do want to just ask you this first question. Give us a brief summary of, of the work of the Archdiocese of Louisville schools and what accomplishments are you guys so proud of for these schools? And um, Mary Beth, we'll start with you. Yeah, well, Amy and I, of course, um, are new in this partnership. We're into about our 18th, 19th month together, but I think we've had a clear vision about how we want to support all 48 schools in our archdiocese. We're a relatively large archdiocese and serve about 20,000 students. So uh, we're mean and lean here at the central office. We have three other consultants that work with us to support our school leaders. Um, and I think, you know, again, talking about what we're proud of, I think what I'm most proud of is that we have a collaborative vision about how we want to do that work to not only support our school leaders, but to support our school leaders so that students get the best education possible. And we do that through the lens of uh, what Catholic school leaders know to be the national Catholic standards and benchmarks. So we are constantly digging deeper into those four domains, uh, Catholic identity, governance and leadership, academic excellence and operational vitality to identify goals and then also to support our school leaders. So um, we've been particularly focused on how we're doing that as a relatively new team. Mm, I love it. Amy, what would you add to that when you think about a summary of what you guys do and the accomplishments you're most proud of? Well, I think what I would add to that, Will, is um, that as a leadership team here at the Office of Catholic Schools, as Mary Beth said, we're, we're lean, uh, but we're focused and we're committed to the, the support. We're committed to our vision as an Office of Catholic Schools, and that is to support our leaders uh, who are supporting their teachers to support the learners. So at the center of everything we do is the, is the learner. Um, and I can, I can say that, that our focus for professional learning is focused. That, that sounds redundant, doesn't it? But the, our priority maybe would be a better way to say that. Our priority is a focused priority. So instead of the, what you might uh, hear or read is the flavor of the month, as an archdiocese, Office of Catholic Schools, we're really focused on providing the professional development that supports the excellence that Mary Beth said 
as defined in those national standards. And that I think is what, what is, is so valuable for our leaders because it's authentic and it meets their needs to build their leadership capacity. Well, let's stay here a little bit longer. And Mary Beth, why don't you give a little context too for listeners who may not understand the scope of what that diocese works looks like because you serve a lot of schools. You guys do have a mm-hmm. when you say you have a lean team, I I'm I'm friends with with you with you ladies and so many of the folks that work on your leadership team and I know that it's a small group of leadership uh directors and folks in your central office that support a vast number of of schools across the diocese. So give us a little context mm-hmm. of what that looks like in terms of the kinds of schools, the number of schools, mm-hmm. and the number of students you guys are serving. Well, of course, I, I said we have 48 schools, about 20,000 students. So uh, we're not a school system. We are a system of schools. So um, many of our elementary schools are parish schools, and that has a little bit of a different governance model. So we truly exist to serve the schools. That's primarily, if if our schools go away, we go away. So um, our role is kind of a, um, what I would say, a partnership and an engagement of school leaders and building trust with school leaders so that uh, they can then be the best they can be in in their role. Um, For students, we have pre-K through 12th grade. We have schools that are 1,100, 1,200. We have schools, actually our smallest school has 20, believe it or not, in a very rural area um, of uh, our diocese. So we have 110 parishes, but 48 schools. So if you think about that scope, um, there are a number of parishes without schools um, across the state of Kentucky. Um, I think that captures for you. And the other thing I would capture for you is that even though we're lean and mean here, We have a number of agencies uh, within the archdiocese, some 22 agencies that we partner with and do some of that work. So we might have Catholic charities working with us on a service project. Uh, I might be working with Faith Formation Office to look at how to better form our teachers in the way of, of the Catholic faith. So that gives you a little bit, I think, of a perspective. It does. And I think it would be uh, also important to say that you guys partner with Jefferson County uh, in some of the work that you do as well. I, I'm just so impressed because uh, in for Catholic school and educators that are listening in, this won't be surprising, but for people like me who came through the public school sector, uh, I think one of the things that surprised me the most too is your every school has its own board. And so Mary Beth, you're not just working like in a lot of uh, district work that I participate mm-hmm. in, the superintendent will be working with a board of education. And, and in reality, your schools have, you have multiple boards across the entire district. Is that true? Yes, they have a parish. There are parish school mm-hmm. boards in most of our parish schools that um, are primarily um, functioning with our parents as uh, partners in that. So Uh, We have the pastor that has uh, the canonical authority in each of our parishes, but is also a a member of that parish school board. Um, And of course, our principal. So part of my work this fall was to re-engage our parish school boards in their work to support the ministry of the school, their particular school. So I I probably visited 
I want to say probably 13, 14 schools, and I have a couple more coming up here in, in the early winter. So um, getting that buy-in and partnership from our parents is just critical to the success of the, the local school. So it is very different in terms of the model as opposed to, to public education. Well, I also know because I've been able to spend time with you and participate in the way that you've done leadership development and even some of the development that I've connected with you with some of your teachers that you guys are committed to ongoing professional growth among your educators, including your leaders. And so I, I would love to hear from both of you. What are ways that you're doing that? Because I, one of the things I enjoy the most about this podcast is for leaders to know from other leaders how they're tackling that um, that challenge of providing ongoing professional growth for your teachers and your school leaders. I guess uh, what I would say is prior to me stepping into the role as superintendent, uh, I had about six months, eight months to prepare. So one of the things that um, I kind of leaned on was uh, Fullen's work on coherence and really looking at how to systematize how you approach and work with schools within your diocese or in your district. Um, so I think what I would say about professional growth is that if you know what your vision is and where you're going, then you can be focused on professional learning. You know what your outcomes are, you can be focused on professional learning, um, and you have some very solid approaches that you're gonna take, one of which includes really supporting our school leaders in their role, which is something that I think kind of fell by the wayside during COVID especially. So um, your ability to connect with our school leaders in multiple ways in the last two or three years has given them that confidence they need to move forward with the support they get from us every day. Right before we got on this podcast, hmm. I said to Amy, my phone's ringing. It's one of our principals. So we helped service him, um, helped him you know, um, deal with an issue that occurred. But at the same time, we're looking at the whole system and making sure that it's functional and um, you know, moving ahead holistically. And Amy, you may have some other thoughts about that. Yeah, no, what I was going to add really was just a, a little bit of a list of um, of some of the, the uh, professional opportunities that we're offering. Um, as, as Mary Beth said, that, that knowing our vision and what we want our outcomes to be. I know when, when I came in as assistant superintendent in 2021, the, the, district, uh, we were preparing for our accreditation visit, and it was a focus review. And there were five, what we called initiatives that um, we uh, presented uh, to our uh, accreditation uh, committee. And one of those was the development of uh, our school leadership team. So that has been a clear focus uh, in the archdiocese and continues to be something that, that I've walked into and really have uh, embraced the work that we're doing with a focus on developing our school leadership teams. So we've worked with some outside coaching and consulting for our school leadership teams, uh, private coaching for uh, those teams and then also workshops and 
ongoing professional uh, learning, uh, some lunch and learns that we've tried to put in to help develop and support our school leadership teams. Uh, we also have an initiative in the Archdiocese, and, and these were all here before, before I came. I've embraced them. Our uh, Merton Leadership Initiative, which is a way to support our uh, leaders, not just our principals, but our teacher leaders, um, identified as a, in school cohorts who uh, come together uh, four times a year for learning days, uh, focused on spiritual leadership, building spiritual leadership capacity as well as instructional leadership capacity. So I think that is one of our premier programs for uh, building leadership. And of course, Will, this year we're doing the Grow Leadership Academy with you, where we um, offer principals the opportunity to express interest in uh, monthly sessions with you. And that is going splendid. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, we work specifically with our new teachers. Uh, that's a, a focus of uh, building capacity. Um, and with our new principals, uh, again, with our leadership capacity there, uh, a small group of, uh, of new principals this year, and they are working with your co-host, uh, Jen Schwanke, and um, have been doing virtual sessions with her. Um, so those were, are just a few of the ways that or a few of the programs that are really focused on the development of leadership capacity. Support for Principal Matters comes from Summer Pops Math Workbooks. For my listeners in elementary and middle schools, how are your students practicing their math skills over the summer? Recently, I was asked to look over the Summer Pops series. So with the help of my wife, some of you know a former middle school math teacher, we looked over the workbooks ourselves and she loved them. We found Summer Pops to be an engaging workbook that would provide students with math practice over the summer that is easy to use and content rich. But you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Go to summerpopsworkbooks.com to request your own sample workbooks. If you are looking for a cost-effective and research-based strategy to improve student math skills, consider joining other high-performing schools and offering Summer Pops to your students. Review it for yourself or pass it along to your math department. Either way, spring is right around the corner. So request your sample workbook at summerpopsworkbooks.com today. You will not be disappointed. Friends, I want to take a quick break here to ask you a question. Did you know that leaders learn better together? When we isolate ourselves from the input and insight of others, then we work within the limitations of our own ideas and experience. And that's why I'm so grateful that you're listening to this podcast right now. It's also why I want to keep you informed of upcoming episodes as well as leadership academies, mastermind offerings, or executive coaching opportunities I'm making available to leaders like you. Go to williamdparker.com and check out the services link to learn more. Or visit my website and select the subscribe button to be on the weekly Principal Matters mailing list. Thank you so much for learning together. Now let's jump back into the rest of today's episode. 
wow. Um, you guys have covered so much in just those first couple of questions, but I just want to circle back to something that you said earlier, which is that um, when you know your vision, when you know where you're going, then you can form your professional learning accordingly. And so, so much of what I see when you guys unpack the applications of that is mm-hmm. the breadth of of ways that you're reaching out to your people. Um, and not just in things like organizational structures or leadership development, but also, of course, uh, with the focus of, of spiritual development for the vision of your of your Catholic diocese. Um, but then also your um, ability to reach out beyond your community and ask for folks to come in, because I know that I'm just one of many folks that you guys connect with for providing ongoing professional learning with your folks, including Jen Schwanke, who's been working with your, with your new principals. But as I'm stepping into this new semester, 2023, and we'll be releasing this probably sometime in February, and I'm looking at 23, 24, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's sometimes I've done a poor job for my listeners of actually um, sharing with them the stories of of what's been happening outside this podcast with leadership. And so you two were so generous to say, yes, we would jump in and talk about what's happening here as an example. So let's park there for a moment. How has your relationship with the Principal Matters content benefited you guys and your leadership? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, how long do we have, Will? Because the benefits are are so many. Um, I, I want to speak um, specifically to the, to the GROW um, academy that you do with our principals. Um, we have a group of uh, 11 principals um, with whom you uh, interacted on that Grow Academy. And some of those principals um, are elementary and some are high school. And then there's one principal who's in a, a K through 12. So it's a mixture of um of schools, school sizes, as Mary Beth was saying, you know, school culture, school sizes, and the the secondary and elementary uh, leaders. And they have so benefited from the conversations, the uh, crossing over and networking and seeing the the shared experience of leadership no matter what your school looks like, if it's big or if it's small, if it's elementary or secondary or it's K through 12, that shared experience has been so valuable uh, and you've really worked to connect them in the looking at the the larger topics, but in their day to day. And I think that, They've talked about, you know, just the reaffirming of best practices and the strengthening that ability when they're talking, when you're uh, sharing content, and then you all are discussing that uh, opportunity they have to really sharpen their strengths and strengthen their weaknesses. Amy, I would add that I think what has fundamentally happened because of Um, Will's involvement with them is they have really built trust with one another, but the other piece is they no longer feel isolated in their role. Mm -hmm. Uh, They feel that it is a safe space as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, even with you present, we've been able to build that trust and support in such a way that, yes, Will is facilitating, but they know why we're there, not to sit in and listen. We're there to help support their needs as they grow and develop uh, mm-hmm. through Will's uh, facilitation. So um, I just feel like there has been this um, a much more, um, I would say, formidable relationship between schools and our office and then between one another, because you can get isolated very, very quickly. Well, and one of the things that I think has been so successful in the work with your leaders is, and Mary Beth, we we talked about this last summer, and I know I'm getting to to the nitty gritties in this conversation, but um, I feel like I've I, I feel like we found a, a really I'm just going to call it the sweet spot. I, I feel like we found a really great combination of having Amy in the room as a current leader at the district level to help facilitate conversation and connection outside of the meetings and making sure that everybody's on the same page. Amy's always asking for feedback and input um, when we're not together. And then when we are together, giving me the freedom to facilitate the learning that's happening, but with her there present too, to be that consistent leader uh, that they know is always available for them when I'm when I'm not. And so that was something that I think has made this so successful too, is it's been a really great marriage between the content that I can bring to a leadership conversation and training, but then also a consistent presence of one of your leaders there in the room um, when that's happening too, so that that the marriage between those two is happening at the same time. I don't know if you've seen that benefit too, Amy, but I, I just have felt the benefit of having both the content and the presence happening so that that learning seems to be richer as a result of it too. Yeah, I would agree. And, and you articulate that so well. Um, it is kind of that sweet spot because I'm I'm there and engaged, but not really. You know, I'm listening and obviously we always begin with prayer and I'm listening, taking good notes, but they're engaging with you, but they're trusting me and they're trusting that I'm there because this office is there to support them. So as I can listen and uh, be a, a part of the learning, then we can better serve them in their needs going forward. And those, you know, after every one of you, you know, you always provide such great uh, notes and guides for us to prepare us prior. So I, I love that you do that, Will, that you send out uh, the, you know, almost like a guided uh, worksheet to help us prepare. And we're always better when we're prepared. You know, you say, bring your handbook. or And then uh, the follow-up, I always follow up with that uh, Google survey that gets their input. And so that circular communication that we have uh, is building uh, the trust that Mary Beth talked about and mm-hmm. is is really building that uh, that partnership that helps us to to better serve them as they're growing uh, together. Well, why don't we stay here for a few minutes too, Amy? I, I want to say a quick, um, I just want to give Principal Matters a quick 
idea of what's happening in the Grow Leadership Academy. <laughs> and then maybe you can share a little feedback from some of the principals whose, you know, voices we can't hear in this conversation, but I know yeah. you've you've gathered some of their feedback. Mm-hmm. But for our trainings together, we always start off the, that first session with just understanding culture and vision and the mission of the work that we do. But then I take the subsequent sessions because we meet once a month and every month we have a different topic. So we've covered things like the the importance of the of of being a great decision maker, or I call it the hat of the coach. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the importance of deep listening. I call it the hat of the counselor. We've talked about the importance of modeling accountability, or I call that being on duty. And we we still have several sessions left for the school year. We're going to be covering a session on communication that I call the cheerleader hat. Um, we're going to be doing a session on servant leadership, a session on teamwork, and a session on your own individual self-care. And so what mm-hmm. I love about each of these sessions is that it gives us a chance to just pause and reflect on a very important aspect mm-hmm. of leadership, recognizing we'll never cover it all because leadership is an ongoing um, it's an ongoing process, but let me give you an opportunity to share some of the feedback that you've gathered from that work that we've been able to do together, if you don't yeah, mind. Absolutely. Thanks. I, I thought, I, I just want to really read their words because I love that you just said that, that we want to represent their voice because they're not here. Hopefully they're listening to us right now, but they are not here in the room to share their voice. So I'm going to actually share verbatim uh, some of of what they have, some of the feedback they've given about the the work with you. Um, They've said, it's a good practical way to hone our leadership skills and be encouraged at the same time. And and Will, you are are such an encourager and that uh, I, I would echo that comment. It's a great opportunity to grow personally and professionally while connecting with others in the field. Will is very relatable and engaging. I like the that this the opportunity to grow personally and professionally when they're better personally. And I know you're going to get to that self care piece. And your book, uh, Pause, Breathe, Flourish, gives us that opportunity to know that we have to, you know, put put the mask on ourselves first. Uh, before others. So I was so glad to hear one of our leaders say that. And they are connecting with each other, as Mary Beth mentioned, um, just building the trust and the relationship within our uh, diocese and across our schools. Um, One principal said, if you are not actively working on discussing leadership, reflecting on both the good and the bad and planning for the future, then you are missing out on such growth of self. And Mm -hmm. I particularly love that comment because we are focused on school improvement and our, our schools have all been working on their school improvement plans and they've recently submitted those. And we, as a, as a team here at the office of Catholic schools are reviewing those and looking for ways that we can uh, best support the the goals of our um, leaders and their schools, and this idea of actively working on discussing leadership, and that to me would be discussing uh, the good things we're doing, the things we need to improve on. It's it's that constant um, cycle of inquiry and the reflection and the refinement. That's what I hear in that comment, and mm. and I so that's probably one of my favorites. Um, taking time 
for yourself is important and taking uh, time to talk with others who are in the same boat means a lot. And that's where we talked a little bit earlier about how important, no matter what the size of your school or the demographics of your school, we, we still share a common experience in a different context. And that wow. common experience is, is certainly what helps them to grow and network. And something that's so important to, to professional growth is that networking. Someone said, we have uh, wonderful interactions with other administrators who understand the job. Everyone shares and there are no judgments, only helpful feedback. And that's wow. the trust factor right there that we're building. Well, Amy, thank you for reading those. That just yeah. really, it's so encouraging. It's also really hard to be on the other side of those comments because I, I care so deeply that mm -hmm. the learning that's happening in those sessions is meaningful, but it's also helpful for me to hear the 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 reality that comes back to you from the people mm -hmm. that participate. Mm -hmm. I want to wrap up the session, and then I want to ask you guys permission to to maybe stay around for for another session together, because there's some additional questions that I want to probe with you and and Mary Beth also with you on some of the things that we've been able to do with your folks through some of the in-person work, but also through some of the coaching that you and I have been able to participate in, if you're comfortable having that conversation. Sure. And so um, as we wrap up, I just want to say to both of you, first of all, thank you for your friendship, but also thank you for the professional commitment that you have for growing your people. Mm -hmm. And Principal Matters listeners, uh, if you want to connect with, with Amy Nall or Dr. Mary Beth Bowling, I'm going to ask them to share their contact information. Um, but if you want to connect with any of the Grow Leadership Academy content that we've been discussing today, you can go to my website at williamdparker.com and just click the services link. And it's listed there under Grow Leadership. And the entire prospectus of what I offer for that is, is available. And if you want to talk about possibilities for 23, 24, connecting with that content, please reach out to me at will at williamdparker.com. And I'm happy to have that conversation. But ladies, how can people connect with you as we wrap up? And uh, so that if they want to reach out by email or find you on your website, how can folks follow up and stay connected? Amy, how th can they stay connected with you? So the best way with, with me is email. So it's my first initial, my last name. That's A-N-A-L-L -L at Archloo. So Archdiocese of Louisville, Archloo, A-R-C-H. L-O-U.org. So anal at archloo.org. That's where uh, you can you can find me. And Dr. Mary Beth. And mine is about the same. It's M Bowling. And it's at archloo.org as well. I think uh, probably connecting via email initially is the best way. Mm -hmm. And bowling is spelled B-O-W-L. Like a bowling alley. Uh -huh. Yep. <laughs> B-O-W-I-D-B-O-W-L-I-N-G. That's correct. All right. Well, I am so grateful to both of you and Principal Matters listeners. I'm grateful that you took the opportunity to listen and learn together. And until next time, thanks for doing what matters. And we'll talk to you soon. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. Check out the services link on williamdparker.com to learn more about leadership academies, mastermind offerings, and executive coaching. If you're planning professional development for the year ahead, or you're looking for keynote presentations from any of my books, please email me at will at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together today, and thanks again for doing what matters.